Well, hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read several verses here. Familiar passage. <clears throat> I'm going to launch from this. I don't think I'll be too terribly long tonight. I work today. How many of you work today? I'll be working tomorrow. And Lord willing, and I pray God would help me cross paths with somebody that's hungry and thirsty for a move of the Lord. Because I want to tell them there's a place they can come and meet Jesus. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire to set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when, everybody say when, this was noised abroad. Everybody say noise. The multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled. Going down to verse 35, and Peter preached, he's preaching Jesus. He tells, talks to them about Jesus, whom they crucified and all that. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, who he was just preaching about, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, everybody say now. now. Something happens when you hear about Jesus. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm so thankful that's us. Amen. It's when they heard about Jesus. When they heard revival. That was the line. When they heard revival. When the revival was noised abroad. They came to see what was going on. I'm going to title this tonight. Let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Let's tell somebody about Jesus. Let's make some noise tonight. Amen. If you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? And one more time, let's worship the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. How many like to make noise at church? Amen. How many are not ashamed to give God some praise? Amen. How many are not ashamed to tell somebody of the goodness of Jesus? Amen. 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 There was noise at Pentecost. There was, there was noise that, that happened at Pentecost. Pentecost wasn't in a vacuum of noise. It was in the midst of noise. Pentecost has a sound. And can I tell you tonight, Pentecost still comes with a sound. 
There was a sound of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and there were cloven tongues like as a fire. There was a sound, and they heard, and it was noised abroad. Hey, something's happened at that church. Something is going on at that church. I tell you, God always moves in the medium of sound. He moves in the, on the waves of sound. In Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, conjunction, He moved and He said, let there be light and there was light. God moves in the medium. He moves in the medium of sound. Brother Percy was... I've got it in my notes right here in just a second about Paul and Silas and they're in a jail cell and they begin to pray and they sing praises and hymns and God moved. God moves where there's sounds of praise. I said God moves in the medium of sound of praise. Praise God. Somebody say amen. Matter of fact, the, the, in music theory, Ask my wife to stay up here just for a second. This is why. In, the, in, in, the, in music theory, they, they tell us, and I, I don't know, I, I'm not a, a scientist, I have not studied sound like this, but they, they, I've heard it said that, that the key of C is the center of the tonal universe. The key of, it's actually C, but it's, it's one octave below the middle C. Which one's the middle C? That's middle C. I'll go down one octave below that. It's C. You know, it's still hit the key of C, but an octave that below. Oh. Mm-hmm. Real loud. That is, that's, that's, the, that's the, the common tone throughout the universe. That right there, that C. I wonder, it was, did God say, let there be light? Just a thought. God moves in sound. Thank you. I know that's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool when I heard that. I thought I'd share. thought y'all would be excited about that. I don't know if that's what that was the, the key. If God Now, if you would ask Brother Markham, he said God always uh, played in the, in the key of C. Because he loved to play his guitar in, in the key of C and G. And uh, he said there's only two types of music. They're played in C, country and western. <laughs> that was Brother Markham. Oh, hallelujah. God moves in the medium of sound. Jericho, the walls came down when there was a loud shout that went forth. Gideon and his 300 men, they broke the pitchers, shined the light, and they shouted with the voice of triumph. And Midianites that were too many to number were destroyed because there was a sound of praise that went forth. Jehoshaphat, when he had the, the Ammonites and and all the parasites that were coming against the people of God, he put out the praise team out in front. It's kind of like at the beginning of service. We got the praise team, the worship team, worship leaders, praise team, and the musicians and the singers. And But they said, praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. And God set ambushments against, against the people. He, he destroyed, they turned on themselves, they turned on one. God has a way of turning the tables on the enemy when the people of God begin to praise. And if you want God to move in your life, you need to praise Him. It was said a few minutes ago, Brother Piercy said, 
that, that when, when there was a noise, when there's, when there's, as I, I can't really keep still. I've got to move. When I'm praising and I'm singing, I've got to move. And I turned to Brother Matt Cavanagh and I said, yeah, but when you praise and you begin to make some noise, God has to move too. God doesn't want to be still. He doesn't want to be still in the midst of your praise. But God wants to move in the praises of His people. Oh, hallelujah. It's a Wednesday night. I hope you all came in expectation. I came to praise God. I came to worship God. I came to tell somebody Jesus is in the house. And if you want a move of God, you need to make some noise. Just like Paul and Silas made some noise. Psalms 22 and 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. I love to praise God. I love to praise and worship. I can't help it. Praise and worship, I start moving. But you know what? When you're praising and worship, the Lord starts moving too. Praise, praise is an impassioned, passionate. They look at us Pentecostal apostolics and say, y'all are like little, you're like fanatics. Yeah, we're passionate about exalting our God. I'm passionate about Him. I'm a little beside myself. I get kind of crazy sometimes because I'm excited about Him. Praise is an expression of our gratitude for life. That's what it means. It's an expression of gratitude for one's life or being. The Hebrew word for praise is halal. It means to make a noise associated with bodily actions and gestures. Sounds like church. Sometimes I wonder people, they can't make a noise and they don't move. We call them pillars of the church because they never move. And I know the older we get, we can't move as much. But, man, there's got to be at least move a pinky finger or a pinky toe. Nowhere do I find you got to feel something to start praising. Do it anyway. If you feel like it or you don't feel like it. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. That means make gestures. That means to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Whether you feel like it or not, make a joyful noise. I've got news. I'm I'm trying to hurry tonight, but I've got news for the enemy. We will not be silent. We will not let our voices be silent. There are some crazy people that are using their platforms to spout out all kinds of filth and their agendas. And some of them, because they're an athlete, people think that they have the right to tell everybody else how they should think. Man, just stick to basketball or football or whatever it is you, you, you play. You're getting paid a whole lot of money to play a game. get into the supply and demand economics the reason they get paid that is just because there's people in this society that are willing to pay that don't get mad at them for getting paid that much money to be honest there's people that are paying their salary 
As long as people keep paying, they'll keep taking their money. But I really don't care what they have to say. But we are standing on the rock of revelation. We are a people who have a good platform and we should exercise that platform and tell people of the goodness of Jesus Christ. Romans 1, 6, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not, I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going to be silent. We will make our voices heard. And we have to if people are going to be saved. Amen. Psalms 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Why? Because I was blessing the Lord at all times. His praise was continually in my mouth. Because I praised Him, and I had a heart to praise Him continually, He heard my prayer, and He delivered me from all my fears. What that tells me, let me just give you a little bit, a little, little something right here. This is Brother Kranz has sent out a thing, devotion. I, I shared uh, to the prayer meeting last night. But if you deal with fear and anxiety, if you want to get rid of the fear, one of the strategies you can employ or you can or in, in use you, is, is called praise. This thing called praise. Maybe you've heard of it. He delivered me from all my fears. When did God deliver you from all your fears? When I put His praise in my mouth and I began to boast in the Lord and how good He is. It's not my condition, or as it was already said. It's not my situation or condition. It's how great God is. And when I get my mind and my eyes and my thinking on how great God is, it delivers me. It lifts me up out of my fears. Well, hallelujah. So if you're battling fear, anxiety, you just need to praise God. Amen. Psalms 30 and 11. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. And to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. Amen. I will not be silent. Isaiah 62, he said, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. I'm not going to be quiet and I'm not going to quit. I said, I'm not going to be quiet and I'm not going to quit. Until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name. Which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. And a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. I will not be silent. I will not hold my peace. Now is not the time to lose your spiritual voice. Psalm 66 and 1. Make a joyful noise unto God all ye lands. Now again a couple of you military people might get a kick out of this. If It may stick and it may not. But I know there's, there's, 
military army and marines, and they there's different ones. They say hoorah. Some say hoorah. I'm just going to say ruah because that word make a joyful or that phrase joyful noise comes from the Hebrew word R U A ruah. Maybe us Christians ought to be, greet one another ruah. And the sound back ought to come back, Ruah, praise God, God is good. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, Ruah, make a joyful noise. I got maybe a couple smiles out of that. But I'm serious, I think that's pretty cool. We're in the army of the Lord, Ruah. Psalms 81, sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise. Ruah unto God, the God of Jacob. Psalms 95 and 1, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. Ruah to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise. Ruah unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Psalms 98 and 4, make a Joyful noise, ruah unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp and with the harp and with the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a cornet. Make a joyful noise, ruah before the Lord, the King. You getting the picture? It's not just one or two times, it's throughout the entire book of Psalms. Psalms 101, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before His presence with singing. Psalms 107 and 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed ruah, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And I'll just say this, Psalms 22, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. And in the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. I will not be silent. We should never be silent. His praise should continually be in our mouth. Psalms 40, verse 3, And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. There were some praises before you came to Jesus. You were praising. There were some things you were giving credit to. You were praising some things in this world. But God gave us a new song to sing. There's a new praise in our, in our heart. Amen. We, we give gestures and, and we praise and we make noises, but it ain't on a dance floor in the world. Some of you dance for the world, dance like heathens in the world, but now you're dancing for Jesus. Now you're praising for Jesus. Now you're making a halal, you're making a loud noise, a joyful noise, a ruah. You're making a, giving God praise that He deserves. Praise the Lord. Thankful that he's put a new song in our mouth. Psalms 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalms 150 sums up the entire book of Psalms. The last verse, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Praise God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. What do you say? We make some noise of the goodness of Jesus. Praise God. In Luke 19, we, we find the story where Jesus has come uh, to the mount. And uh, 
It says, when he has come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they, that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Tell them to be quiet. Tell them to be silenced. You know, there are some in our society that would say, you just need to not talk about the goodness of God. You should mention the Lord. Just be quiet. Just don't say anything. Rebuke the disciples. And he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. 1 Peter 2 described us as lively stones. I'm a lively stone. A lively stone that makes gestures and has arm movement and, and makes loud noises. Shouts unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Praise God. Ain't no rock going to take my place. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will always, with the help of the Lord, tell of the goodness of Jesus. I said all that to get to right here. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And again, Jesus entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noised, everybody say noised, that he was in the house. Jesus is in the house. How do I get somebody to come to church, Pastor? Tell them Jesus is in the house. Hey, you need to come to church. I'm telling you, Jesus moves at our church. Jesus moves at our church. Well, I'm going through this. Our family's going through that. I'm dealing with this sickness. I've got this disease. You need to come to church. Why? Jesus is at church. The Spirit of God is moving in the house. You need to come see a man. And his name is Jesus. Anybody excited about the Lord? You excited about how good God is and what He can do? And again, He entered into Capernaum. I'm going to read it again. After some days, it was noised that Jesus was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. We got room tonight. The only reason we got room tonight is because somebody didn't hear. Jesus is in the house. God, forgive me for not telling somebody that Jesus is in the house. God, forgive me for... I'm not, I'm not casting stones tonight. I'm just starting right here. God, help me to reach out. Help me to be a better witness. God, I will not be silent. When I see somebody hurting, they, hey, let me tell you, there's a church where the, Jesus comes and he meets with us. and The Holy Ghost moves and people can be, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and lives can be changed. There is a place you can come and meet Jesus. Jesus. 
praise God. And I know Jesus is not just here. He's everywhere we go. And people can receive the Holy Ghost wherever you might be, wherever they might be. I understand that. But we need to tell people Jesus is in the house. They can come and in an atmosphere like we've had tonight, they can have their needs met. Jesus can heal them, save them, deliver them, set them free. Brother Tracy already read from it in Luke, talking about, hey, Jesus, he eateth, he meeteth, he sits. He sits with sinners, he eats with sinners. Yeah, because he's in the house. Thank God he does. We need to make it known like never before that Jesus is in the house. Amen. Tell somebody, turn and look at him. I know this is kind of weird preaching. Maybe this is the educator in me, but you just took a look at somebody. Look, make, make eye contact. Tell them. Tell somebody about Jesus being in the house. I'm going to ask you to respond to them. I'm going to ask you to respond. You ready? Here we go. But don't lie. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you if you would like to respond. Don't respond yet. Pastor's not going to ask anybody to lie. But if you will do your best to tell somebody in the next three days that Jesus is in the house, I want you to tell somebody, hey, I'm going to do my best. The next three days, I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus being in the house. Now, somebody probably just did what I would have done with a weird sense of humor, and you looked at somebody else and said, hey, Jesus is in the house. You need to... (laughs) I was referring to somebody that doesn't know Jesus is in the house. (laughs) Hey, did you know Jesus is in the house? Yeah, I knew that. Did you know that? We all know that tonight. They don't know that. I know this is really weird on a Wednesday night. Jesus is in the house. When it was noised abroad. You know what I find after Mark chapter 2? I know Jesus goes to the synagogue and to pray. He tries to slip in and slips out. But every time, it seemed like every time they heard about Jesus being there, he had to get to a bigger and bigger and bigger venue. It starts with a couple. And then it goes to a house. Then it goes to an entire synagogue. And then they got to go outside where there's a whole lot of people. And then they end up with 5,000 plus women and children. And they have to find him a place where he can speak to thousands. Why? Because they heard that Jesus was there. And in Mark 2, when they hear that Jesus is in the house, it was packed. You keep on reading, that's where the, the friends, they brought their lame friend on, and brought him on his bed and they went up on the roof because they couldn't get in and they had to cut the, a hole in the roof and let him down to get, and then Jesus, what does he do? He forgives his sin first. And oh, they're taking it back. Like, what? How can you do that? Only God can forgive sin. He's like, hello. <laughs> and then he heals his body. Jesus is in the house to forgive sin. And one of the cool things is he can also heal the physical. But whether he does or does not, they need him to heal their spirit first. 
People need the Holy Ghost. All that other signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. I, we're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. But I want people to receive the Holy That's the greatest miracle is that they simply repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the Holy Ghost. Luke 9, Jesus said, Go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Luke 14, Jesus said, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. You know, here's the cool thing. Jesus never invites somebody to his house unless he's home. I'm telling you, when you invite somebody, hey, you got to come see Jesus. You know what? Jesus will always... Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I haven't, I haven't really felt what I'm until I feel right now. I'm telling Jesus will always meet us. If you, we can just get them here. He will meet us. He is always home in his house. I don't know if you can feel out there what I'm feeling right here right now. But I'm telling you, hey, Jesus is in the house. Just go get them and bring them in. God will meet with them right here. He said that my house may be filled. You just go get them, invite them in. I've got plenty of room. I want my, but I want my house to be full. Well, what happens when we fill this place up? We'll let God worry about that. His house is always going to be full. He'll just say, well, we're going to have to get a bigger house. Okay. Time to upsize. In Jesus' name. Told his disciples in Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We'll preach it. If we'll make it noise, if we'll, we'll make some noise about the goodness of God, if we'll preach it. That's planting. That's watering. I just believe this because it's the word of God. He will always give the increase. I said, he'll always give the increase. What began with 120? Let's stand. I'm, I'm done. What began with 120 in the upper room? When it was noised abroad of what was taking place, when they heard people speaking in tongues, when they heard what was going on, it went from 120 to 3,000 in one day. And then they had great revival. They had 50,000 in Jerusalem. Because there were some people not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't tell me that 50,000 could fit. I don't believe 50,000 could fit in the temple. In the upper room, there was 120. <laughs> I'm going to tie this back to the vessels. Because there's always plenty for another vessel. When his house is full, this is how God works. I don't know if you're getting it right now. But when God's house is full, he wants it to overflow outside. Granted, Lord, that we got such powerful moves of the Holy Ghost here. There's people standing outside the hallway and the doors being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost out there in the entryway. Out there in the parking lot. We have to say, hey, we got too many. We got to take church on the outside. I do 
I just, I know this is, I'm crazy. Okay, I'll let's just, let's go. I'm not sometimes. I have sometimes just crazy faith. But I do believe that he is able to do abundantly. Exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. Man, I'm thinking some re- pretty crazy revival right now. I said, I'm thinking about some pretty crazy revival now, right now. Like, we got to say, hey, we got to deputize all the ministers. Hey, you just got to just run as fast as you can and just go just lay hands on them. They're receiving the Holy Ghost every time. When they hear of the goodness of Jesus, let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Apostolic Rock Church, let's have revival. Let's win some more souls. Well, hallelujah. I just preached what I felt tonight. Uh, maybe Sundays we'll come back and have something a little more profound, deep, whatever. I don't know. But this is just, I just feel like we are, we are being called to compel people. We are being called to reach the lost. You say, well, Pastor, we've been hearing that. Is it? hasn't changed the purpose the mission the great commission hasn't changed people need the lord people need to be saved i'm thankful that we're saved i'm thankful y'all are here without you we wouldn't have a church and they wouldn't have any hope i'm glad there's some here tonight willing to go out and compel and say hey let me tell you about jesus i'm thankful we got some tonight right at the job giving bible studies That's planting. That's watering. God's going to give the increase. So come on, come on. Let me, let, let me, let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus is in the house. Come, come, come see. Like the lady, the Samaritan woman, though. Come see a man that told who told me, told me everything. You, you gotta, man. You gotta come see for yourself. Have you ever been to a Pentecostal service? No, I don't think I have. What? Bro, I'm telling you, you got to come. Man, these people are nuts about Jesus. You got to come see what's going on. Have you ever felt what they feel in a pinnacle? No, I never. Oh, man. Have you ever felt the move of God so strong? No, I didn't. No, I never felt it. Bro, you got to come. Sis, you got to come, man. You ain't lived until you experience a move of the Holy Ghost like we feel, like we've got. Let me tell you, I once was lost. No, I, I was in this, and then look at look what God can do. And let me tell you all, you just got to come. He didn't say you got to explain everything to him. He said you got to teach him how standards is, all the standards of the church. This is what an apostolic looks like. They'll get that after. He said just come. When they heard that Jesus was in the house. Hey, that's the, that's the guy that's been healing everybody. I think I want to go see what's going on. Let's just tell him. Let's just get him here. Jesus is in the house. And he has come. Because this is his house. Matter of fact, he doesn't leave. I don't even know how to close this. Maybe we ought to do this. We are a family right now. 
Maybe we should just join together as a family and pray that God would lead us and guide us and empower us, embolden us. We're already empowered with the Holy Ghost. You already got enough power. But give us that courage and that boldness to speak and to, and to proclaim the goodness, the gospel news, the gospel, just to invite somebody to church. We got to get beyond these four walls. And I'm preaching to self right now. I see kids, people every day that are hurting. Well, people might think, people might say, Here's what. let them think, let them say. I'm, I'm worried about souls right now. I'm, try, I'm trying to make a difference. Like you talk about, and of some having compassion, making it in his head, pulling them from the fire. We need to pull some from the fire. Let's make a difference. So why don't we do that? Why don't we just join it wherever you are just join with somebody and let's pray and ask right now in Jesus name that God will help us to be the vessels and to be the lighthouses in this world that his light would so shine through us they might see our good works we would invite them for revivals let them know that they can come and experience what we're experiencing